this is Wyatt from RealisticPreparedness.com, and this is the first in a three-part series on first aid kits, emergency medical kits, and basic medical concerns during events like disasters. We're going to focus on first aid kits today and set the groundwork for the next two episodes, which will cover the more extensive emergency medical kits, and then some of the specifics on how to pack and organize both kinds of kits, some specific recommendations on what to put into them, and some ideas on dealing with medical issues during a disaster. Now, I'm not a world-renowned cardiac surgeon, and I unfortunately don't play a handsome and outgoing pediatrician on TV. The goals of these three podcasts and the related information on the website is not to tell you what you have to do or offer any kind of specific medical advice, but I am going to share with you my opinion on this topic and some of the interesting things that I've run across in my research so that you can make a more informed choice on your own. Also, you're really shortchanging yourself if you don't go out and take some kind of a class or get some at least kind of basic medical training. We'll talk more about the education bit later on and hit on some of the specific options, but the short version is that one of the smartest things that you can do is go take a class or otherwise get some fundamental medical training. If you know what you're doing, simple stuff can change lives. So, all that said, first off, what's the difference between a first aid kit and an emergency medical kit based on our definitions? Well, first aid kit emphasizes the idea that there will probably be a second level of treatment available if it's needed. Otherwise, why are we bothering to number and organize these different levels? First aid is basic treatment, and then second aid, it's an unofficial term, would usually involve a, a medical professional of some kind. This is the reason, along with lawsuit avoidance, that most first aid manuals end each section with something along the lines of seek immediate medical attention as needed. Now, with that in mind, the emergency medical kit is more extensive than the first aid kit, and it can handle a, a larger number of problems, as well as dealing with some issues more completely. It's not designed to be a, a doctor in a box, though. But you can't use it to completely replace the need for medical treatment, but it is designed to lessen your need to have to seek professional medical treatment when it might be hard to come by or just downright unavailable. So, what should you tell people when they ask, why do you have a first aid kit? Well, basically, it all comes down to the fact that bad things happen unexpectedly. Also, this is usually a good time to bring up the fact that if they're asking you about your first aid kit, it's probably because they're borrowing something from it since they don't have one of their own. This should make it really easy to give them a, a good specific example. Well, Bob, with all the warning signs all over the place around this big machine, I've been kind of concerned that the end of my finger might just get caught in it sometime, so a first aid kit just seemed like a good idea. But seeing it's how the tip of your finger in that Ziploc bag on the table... Well, I guess you proved me right. Now, hold this real tight on that little stump there with your good hand, and we'll hurry on down to the hospital and see if they can't sew that end piece back on for you. Otherwise, you aren't going to be doing any point in any time soon with what's left of that little digit. Now, the most important thing to remember is that the goal of a first aid kit is to give you some ability to handle a variety of specific issues. But there's tons of different kits out there, and they all have little bit of a different design from each other. Uh, one of the big medical companies whose kits are often seen in outdoor stores actually makes 45 different models of first aid kit, each one tailored to a slightly different situation and price point. Well, 
based on looking at historical data from bad things that have happened in the recent past, like earthquakes, floods, forest fires, really large-scale natural disasters, periods of civil unrest, individual accidents, and just asking, basically, what killed people during those times? We've come up with a short list of key concerns that you could treat on your own with some basic supplies so that you and the people around you hopefully won't become part of a future statistic. This means that, as a starting point, the stuff in your kit is more likely to be what you might need if something bad happens. So we came up with a list of seven different things that you should be able to handle on your own, be able to deal with in most emergency situations. Having some basic supplies on hand and knowing how and when to use them can go a long way to keeping everyone happy and healthy as long as possible if these bad things happen. First thing would be stopping bleeding, being able to apply direct pressure, elevation, having some gauze, some band-aids, some different things in order to stop the bleeding, tourniquet if it comes down to it, uh, preventing infection, basically clean it, antibiotic cream, have a way to keep it clean, flu complications, things like diarrhea, dehydration, upper respiratory infections, being able to deal with fever, Advil, Tylenol, there's different ways to bring that fever down. For burns, being able to control pain, have a way to keep it clean. Sprains and strains, athletic tape, just like a simple ace bandage. And then comfort, just a variety of different things kind of fall into this catch-all category. If you have a way of dealing with these seven different things, you're really off to a good start, historically speaking, as far as being able to deal with some of the different things that are going to come your way and, and be likely to be a problem in an emergency situation. Now, as far as having multiple kits versus just one first aid kit, you're better off to have a kit in your car, one in your day pack, your laptop bag, your kid's backpack, and at home, rather than just have one kit and not have it handy when you need it. The kit you take to work with you might have Advil in it to help you deal with all the headaches that you get from your coworkers, but the kit in your child's backpack probably won't have painkillers in it, even if it's just for the reason that most schools have really strict rules on students carrying around any kind of medicine. Their kit might just focus on cleaning and, and covering simple wounds that they might pick up at school. Now, as far as cost is concerned, one visit to the doctor is going to be a lot more expensive than making pretty much any basic first aid kit. Prevention of medical problems is just an easier and cheaper option than treatment. For example, keeping a wound clean with a few dollars worth of first aid kit supplies is a lot better and cheaper than having to pay a doctor to drain the pus out of it or even a lot less fun options. You can spend as little or as much as you want when you make your own kit. And you can actually budget a set amount and slowly build it up over time if you want to. So financially, you've got a lot of different options. Commercial kits, often these aren't more than just a box of band-aids. There are some good commercial kits available, but they tend to be fairly expensive. We'll take a look at some of the good ones in the future, but for now, we're assuming you're going to be making your own kit. Most commercial kits just are not designed with your specific needs in mind. Making your own kit's a good option, as you'll have the stuff that you know how to use and that fits your needs when you need it. The good news is that you do get economies of scale when you start buying stuff to make your own kits. One big box of Band-Aids will actually give you enough to stock a few kits. So making multiple kits ends up being cost-effective. As far as the contents of the kit go, we've actually posted a guide to help you get your own first aid kit together on our website. One thing you'll see is that it's different than most of the other packing list kinds of sheets out there. We've organized ours by goals and provided step-by-step -step directions 
so that you can make sure you've got something from each area of need in your kit and can choose how extensive to make your level of preparation in each category. Right now, the PDF is a free download off of our website, so stop by and grab a copy. I think it'll be a lot more helpful to you to have a paper copy in front of you to work with as compared to having to go through and trying to frantically take notes off of a podcast. So that's a good quick overview for you to kind of lay the groundwork and get things started into our first aid kit, medical kit discussion. Don't forget, we plan and prepare so that we don't have to worry about problems, not so that we can worry about them. As always, you can find out more about this and other related topics at realisticpreparedness.com. So take care and we'll talk to you soon.